welcome back to Hate Spinnerbait, the podcast where we hate spinnerbait, but we love Deb. I am Michael Ann, and with me as always is Bethany. Bethany, how are you? How's things? How's um, life? I'm great. I'm standing Deb. I'm loving life. We're going to jump right into Dustin. I swear to God, y'all. I know you just heard us be chatting on Tuesday, but like like you said, we missed, we missed chatting. We missed chatting with y'all. But I'm just going to air out like a quick frustration with everyone, okay? And I, Mike Land didn't even know that I was doing this. All right. So probably was like, oh, I just thought it was going to be like, good. And we'd move on. But no, we're <laughs> going to just, we're going to talk about something real, real quick, okay? Okay. And it's just, you know, we finished up 2023. Such hope, such hope, such. But, and 2024 is still going to be our year, okay, y'all? Like, don't get me wrong. Women are still going to thrive in 2024. But, like, 2023, we were killing the game as women. And then 2024 came along, and it was like, hey, we're all going to applaud Jason Kelsey for, like, being a buffoon. And I love him. Like, he's a funny buffoon, and the memes are great. And, like, I can't stress enough how much I love Jason Kelsey. Like, I just want to make it clear. I think he's a great guy. Listen to his podcast. Anyways, um, we're going to cheer on him, and we're going to constantly hate on Taylor Swift for doing nothing but minding her own damn business and sitting in that suite and enjoying a game. And we're going to nominate – Ryan Gosling yeah. for the Barbie movie, but we're not going to nominate Greta Gerwig or Margot Robbie. Thankfully, America Ferrera did get a nom. We respect. Um, and even Ryan Gosling, like, basically had to come out and make a statement and was like, this is fucked up. But he said it in a nice way, though. It was like, thanks to the Academy. Um, but, yeah, it's like we all watched the whole goddamn movie and missed the whole goddamn point of the movie. And I'm just like, 2024, you're not off to a great start, okay? Because, like, what? Hmm. Mm. But you know what? Other than that, I'm thriving. How about you? <laughs> yes, I have those same grievances, um, obviously. But otherwise, I'm good. I, uh, I'm i like randomly, I'm not going to lie to you, I randomly feel like I'm going to vomit and I'm shaking. That's not so, great. Today's just I going don't really well for, for me. Thriving, I feel that. Um, yeah, I've had a great day as well. I came home and I told my husband, I, "It's been a lot today. I'm going to record this episode of Hate Spinnerbait, and then I would like to watch our guilty pleasure TV show, The Challenge. Yes, we are still binge watching The Challenge, and I would like to go to bed. And that is what I would like to do. And I would like to not be bothered. <laughs> I love that for you <laughs> because." was the day but you know what y'all we are gonna get into what happened to goodbye chapter four was phenomenal honestly it's got some good stuff in it um it does we're excited to talk about it but first it's been like a whole month since we have read the first three chapters so michael ann would you like to please recap what we have read so far i would i actually spent time on this recap y'all i wrote it down so here we go New year, new me, baby. New year, new me. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't believe I haven't said this on the pod, but my brother and his girlfriend got engaged on New Year's Day. <gasps> oh my goodness. Yes. yes. And I like her. Oh my God. That's, I, oh, that's beautiful. I love that. I love love. Yes. I love it. I'm so happy. I'm so excited for them. <sighs> so congratulations, Amanda and Ryan. Yes. Congrats. Oh. That's so cute. I love it. Very cute. Rush. Very cute. Rushes. Oh, jeez. Um, but anyway, okay, let me go back to this uh thing now. My recap. Here we My go. recap. Okay. I don't even know where I was left off, so I'm just gonna restart. McLean, high school senior, and her dad move frequently for his job as a restaurant consultant. 
We start the book um, upon their arrival in Lakeview and the new restaurant he will be rehabbing, Luna Blue. We learn in these chapters that McLean's parents previously owned a restaurant and were happily married until she met the new coach of McLean and her dad's favorite basketball team, DeFreeze University Basketball. I don't know what they're called. Um, What is their mascot? (laughs) I don't know if that's been mentioned yet. Oh my gosh. That would be fun to find out. Um, McLean's mom left her dad for the rich new coach and had twins. McLean did not fuck with this, so she went to live with um, her dad all over the U.S. rehabbing these restaurants. She has a strained relationship with her mom. Her coping mechanism for all of this is to change her name and personality in every new town. But in Lakeview, she's kind of like accidentally stumbled into just being McLean. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. McLean has two neighbors, a kind of like frat house on one side and then a boy named David's family. David's family are strict yuppies is what I wrote. Um, His friend Riley is kind of starting to become friends with McLean. And um, she has explained in these chapters that David is like a genius and was going to all of these private fancy schools, but he just wanted like a normal experience so he went to lakeview but his parents are like not about it um and so far mcclayton has had three mysterious and kind of i don't know i don't know what word to use interactions with this david and yeah that's kind of where we left off yeah that's where we are that starts us here on Yold Chapter Four. Um, if I can find where this chapter starts, that'd be swell. It's like ninety something, eighty maybe ish. We're thriving today, everyone. Just to remind yeah. you. Okay, yeah, here we are, eighty-one. Okay. Um, so we start with a phone call, which her mother. These first couple chapters, I was like. Lady, take a hint. I'll say your kid is in school and like no. Could you just like let her she's she's trying to be a good kid and like go to class. Could you not? Right. Yeah, it starts with she gets a phone call from her mom and her mom's all like, Don't hang up and she's like, This is what I get for like not even checking the caller ID because I'm trying to find my new locker in this new school. You know, she's been this is literally like her second day at this school. So, you know, she's got like a lot going on, Avi. And so she's kind of talking about, like, the latest sort of – I mean, obviously, she's had a falling out with her mom since her mom cheated on her dad and the divorce and all of that. Yeah. But she kind of explains, like, the the latest drama of the last time that they, like, talked and how her mom essentially kind of, like, threatened lawyers on her father again because, like, her mom just, like, really does not understand her desire to, like, have, you know, like, her own autonomy and make her own life choices, basically. Um, this line here on page 83 – where she's like, I tried to explain this to my mother. I'd even refer to the cat because she tells the story about this cat that like when I just let the cat alone, like my grandparents had this cat and I wanted to play with it because I wasn't getting a ton of attention from my parents. They were both busy at the restaurant. And so I was like, this cat. And it scratched the hell out of her. And so then um, she finally decides like, I'm just going to let the cat come to me. And when the cat comes to her, she doesn't get like the best love, but she gets some attention. He likes her. 
So she's like, I literally give this cat analogy to my mom, right? And she's like, but she just didn't get it or choose not to. Forget cats and couches. I was her daughter. I belonged to her. I was supposed to cooperate. And it's just like, yikes. <laughs> that's that's a big yikes. And unfortunately, that is like you hear it all the time. Like parents like really, this is my house. When you live in your own house, you can make your own rules. And and I understand like setting boundaries and being the parent to your children and not their friends. But yeah, that it, that just sums up so well. Like kind of the toxic bit of their relationship like I was her daughter I belonged to her and it didn't matter what I wanted in the mm-hmm. situation and again McLean is like 18 years old like well I think technically she might still be 17 but you know she's 17 18 years old like she's old enough to like make her own decisions like are they always gonna exactly. be the brightest ones probably not because she's a dumb teenager but like she that she's earned that right to make those dumb decisions in her life you know what I mean also but, yeah. like have some like understanding and grace for the fact that you basically yeah. upended her entire life and started a new family. Like that's not something she can just be like, hell yeah, let's do this. I'm like, yeah, like yeah. this is a whole new experience for her. Um, yeah. yeah. I love that her mom like doesn't see any wrongdoing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you did cheat on her dad. Like that's like as a you know what I mean? Like if you, like that was your like if that happened in my family, like I can't like, you know, like that's a big thing to deal yeah. with. Yeah. And she's just like, mm, let bygones be bygones. Come come to me at Peter's house. And it's like I know. <laughs> cringe, I know. mom. Cringe. Yeah. It's like why aren't you self reflecting at all? Um yeah, I also have on eighty two the highlighted this was the bottom line the main issue the thing we always come back to no matter how much circling we did before or after my mother wanted control over me and I wouldn't give it to her it made her crazy so in turn she made me crazy and repeat I also feel like this is a very like common way to raise your kids like I feel like a lot of mothers are like this um and like I think that that mentality, though, is starting to decrease, like, as we yeah. see, like, as Gen X is becoming parents, millennials are becoming right. parents, I feel like the vibes are kind of changing, which is excellent. I love that. Yeah, exactly. We want better for future generations. Hell we yeah. We do. We do. Yeah, she, like, freaks out. She's like, he goes to work. You should be here in the same school. And she's like, I don't no. want to be That's in the same school. Allie, for you. This is bad. And also, again, I just like, I think it's so shitty when like, they, they've made this arrangement. Like clearly she has decided this, whatever. They had to, you know, meet with lawyers and the divorce happened. But like trying to get the lawyers involved again, like that's just so disrespectful shit. Like it's just so, and yeah. And I just feel like, again, Dad, I'm not, like, standing up for Don saying he's the greatest guy ever or anything. He seems like a pretty good guy, though. Like I said, like, the most, like, well, like, invested dad we've seen so far, I guess, in any Dustin novel. But, like, he's not sitting there. Like, his wife literally cheated on him with, again, the head coach of the DeFreeze basketball team, which DeFreeze basketball means, like, everything to this man. So, like, add insult to injury. And he's not sitting there bad-mouthing this woman. Like, that's McLean's mom. He, that, you know, at a point in his life was the love of his life. Like, you know, 
that's someone that means a lot to him. He's not saying they're bad-mouthing her. And I feel like her mom kind of bad-mouths her dad. And I just, like, feel like you should never do that in a divorce. Like, no matter how you feel about them, like, that is that person's parent. And, like, it should be on them to make their own judgment call on what they think about that person. Um, so, yes. yeah, so I'm just like, how do you have the right, ma'am, to be like, your dad shouldn't be doing this and you should be following around and you should be saying put da 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 And it's just like how you're you're bad-mouthing basically your ex-husband, your you know that's her dad and you're bad mouthing her own choices like god like show a little bit of respect to both of them please and thank you yes and then she does that like classic like manipulation move where she starts crying and she's like i don't understand why you want to hurt me like this and mclean's like it's i mean she says in her head like it's not about you like it's not about you mom there's another point where she says something like that, I too. I would have thought of that before you started hooking up with Peter, Mom. That's what I would have thought. Oh, here it is. She was like, this is like back in time talking about their last fight. And she's like, I'm not making my college decision based on what you want, Mom. Which I can't imagine saying that to my mother at 17. Whoa, what a crazy yeah, concept. So, um, and she, she was like, of course not. And now she was crying. When do you ever care what I want? It's like, I mean, mom, you literally cheated on her dad and then started a new life. And you're just. Also, college is a big fucking deal. Yes. The person going to college should have this. Like, it shouldn't be because your mom wants you to go there so you can be close to her again. Like, what? Living (laughs) in her house. Like, no. Move out for college. If you have the means. Yeah, if you can, like, go live go live your best college life. Mm. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you want to know the person who should have the biggest say in where she goes to college? Uh, McLean, because she's the one that's going to be doing it, so. Exactly. <laughs> just saying. Exactly. Just saying. I also just want everyone to know this is how much of a Swifty I am, and page 86 when she finally is like they're having this whole back and forth and she's talking again yeah she's kind of going back in the past about the last fight they had about you know the whole defreeze early admissions thing and she finally makes it to her locker and it's 1899 and i immediately read it as 1989 me too just in my mind i was like oh my god how cool her locker and then i was like oh it isn't <laughs> yep yep same and i was like oh my god same taylor swift has encroached in every part of my brain and i'm not even mad about it it's the thing but yeah she's like i really need to get like the bell is going like i really gotta go like deuces you know Mm -hmm. and so she finally is able to get off the phone with her um and oh wait so she's about to get off the phone with her and her mom's like it's only been two minutes like i know you have longer whatever and she's like i really want to talk to you about the beach and um she's like you know now that you're like close you can finally come down with us and um she says that uh she's like i really have to go to class and she's like fine but promise call me later i really want to talk about this and she's like okay bye um so she finally finishes that phone call and she gets her a locker open and whoever last owned this locker has left some um some i guess decorations in it so riley approaches and she's like oh you know spotting this like mirror with a feather bow around it that says sexy she's like oh getting to some decorating and she's like not mine just to be clear i want anyone to think that that's mine and she's like yeah sure it isn't so then she asked about dave like has she seen him and she's like do you guys take the same bus and mclean's all like no i take the city bus and she's like oh, okay 
And then she explains that she met the um, parents. And then again, this is just very circa like the 2010s where we're going to make fun of veggie jerky and gluten-free food. We mentioned that before when they dropped off the food that it's like, oh, yeah, we were in that phase. Um, so we're just kind of making fun of like their really bland food, which like shows some respect. OK, <laughs> veggie jerky and, does sound gross, though. Have you ever had I veggie mean, jerky? It, no, and it probably would be. I also, though, like never was someone who like ate like jerky, jerky even yeah. when. Yeah. So I don't think it would be something that I would gravitate towards. Um but I don't know. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's absolutely god awful. I'm not sure. <laughs> but anywho, so they're talking about Jay's family, and she was like, honestly, I thought they'd be like worse. The way they're kind of described is so strict. And Riley's kind of like, you know, they just don't like the fact that like now that he's going to a normal school, he's like a normal person, and that's a good thing. And honestly, in this conversation, I was like, Dave kind of reminds me of like Macy. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Macy wasn't doing anything wrong. She just, like, finally was, like, making friends and, like, trying to have, like, be a normal teenager. And that, like, really freaked her mom out. So, yeah, maybe – I don't know what Dave's story, full story is, what his parents' story is. So, like, maybe they're not terrible people. Like, maybe they're just going through some kind of trauma and whatever. Or maybe they are just really strict and they don't want their son to have um, a life. I don't know. But we'll obviously find out more as we um, carry on in this novel. But that's kind of the last we get of – not a lot of Dave in this chapter, which mm-hmm. isn't, which is fine because it was a great chapter and the things we did get was wonderful. Um, but yeah, like that's we had like a little pop up of Riley, a little mention of Dave, and then that's kind of that's kind of it for there. And then we're back to we're back to the phone after that. She says you're on page ninety about her um, Spanish teacher. Yes, she's like odd how it was so easy for a stranger to assume such familiar familiarity. Especially when those who were supposed to know you the best often didn't. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Poor yeah. McLean. Gosh. I know. I feel so bad for her. That's a tough... That, her relationship with her mother it just seems very, very tough. Very tough. Her mom calls her, like, <laughs> four more word. times. And it's like, she's at the school. Like, what it are you school. doing? You're the person who's all like, you shouldn't be, you should have stability and you should be in the school that you, with the friends that you grew up with and graduating with them or whatever. And yet her daughter is just trying to be in school and she's like blowing up her phone. Ma'am, she told you where she was. You know what she is doing. Like, when do you think she's having time to talk to you? Like, seriously. Literally. But then she kind of talks about how she, first of all, Peter bought the beach house for her as a wedding gift, which is like, wow. Um, Of course. So she's been dying for her to get <clears throat> down there for a visit. Of course, it's in Colby. Of course. Yes. I was like, oh, Colby mentioned. Whoop, whoop. And she kind of talks about how they used to go to the beach all the time. Her and her mom like would just randomly drive there no matter what the weather was. They would stay in this little hotel called the Poseidon, which I think is where Auden's dad stayed when he left his wife. You know what? I think you're right. Yes, that does sound correct. So they had this like beautiful, really fun like tradition where they would go to the beach and hang out together for a couple days and then drive home. And she says, now though, like everything else was since the divorce, the beach would be different. And the truth was those weekends, spontaneous and shabby, were some of the best times I've had with my mom before everything fell apart. 
I had enough that was separated into distinct before and afters, my home, my name, even the way I looked. I didn't want all my memories remade, redone, remodeled like her fancy beach house. I liked them the way they were. So, yes. like, we're mm, clearly seeing, cool. again, like, Auden, Auden, here I go. McLean um, <laughs> <laughs> is... Slip of the year on the character's name. But, like, you can clearly see that she's suffering and she's hurting and feels betrayed by her mother, I would say. And her mom is just, like, totally not even thinking about it like that, which is a bummer. And, yeah, it's, like, clearly her mom wants her to come to the beach because both of them think of it as being, like, the special thing for them. But, like, why would you not think about the fact that, like, that used to be something the two of you did? Like, she said, like, her dad was always so busy at the restaurant. Like, it literally was just the two of them that would go. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, like, that's such a special thing. And then, yeah, to, like, taint it. Be like, you're going to go to the beach house and, like, your little siblings are going to be there. Like, if you were like, hey, I just want to have a girls weekend. Just me and you. Like, let's go to the side and, like, we used to. That's totally different suggestion. Being like, come to the beach house that my new husband bought me as a wedding gift and like it's gonna be the whole family i'm like oh yikes yikes Mm -hmm. how does she not see that like how can she be that like and it's like honestly it's so sad because like again sarah destin just like the beautiful way she like and seriously like two paragraphs talks about like their trips and i was so like i was mourning that relationship you know what i mean i was like because the person that's on the phone is not that person anymore you know and like i can totally understand why mclean would like be so sad and like feel like she doesn't know her mom anymore because i'm like yeah i I get it Mm -hmm. so her mom leaves her a bunch of messages and in the middle of those there is a message from opal They are at the hospital because her dad had a little accident and he needs his insurance card. Yes. And she's like, (laughs) you know, which is always a little scary when you just hear somebody like, hey, like, everything's fine. There was a little accident. Um, So she's like, okay, like, it's it's probably okay, but it's, um, you know, so she says, um, my heart was suddenly racing, those words filling my head, accident, hospital, and behind them, harder to see, okay, okay, okay. Which, yeah, is kind of how it goes when you hear that somebody that means a lot to you is in the hospital. Um, you know, until you, like, see them you're, and you realize, like, it really isn't that big of a deal. It's, like, in your mind, you're like, but, like, hospital, that's serious. This is, it could be serious. That's scary. Um, so, yeah, so she calls Opal back and is like, hi, I just got your message. You know, what's happening? And she's, like, a little panicked. And so um, Opal's like, you know, it's, it's, everything's fine. Take a breath. Um, and so her dad gets on the phone and explains that basically there was a little incident with a knife. And she's, he's like, just a little knife slip. Really? I was surprised. Not mine, he said, sounding offended. And it's like, oh, my God, what a pretentious head chef thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is tough. And they'd be like, obviously not me. Um, and so he's like, yeah, like one of the, the line cooks, you know, I was teaching a little filet class, things out of hand. And he's like, it's honestly not a big deal. I told her not to contact you. Like, I knew it would scare you. Um. I just need my insurance card. And she's like, dad, I got it. I guess fine. I'm going to come get it. And he's like, you're in school. And she's like, it's no big. I, you know, I've, uh, I've got it. And then he's like, how, like you take the bus to get to school. Like, won't you need a ride? Guess who comes through? Dad. Our girl, Deb. Our Obviously girl Deb. our girl, Deb. 
Of course. Slaying it. <clears throat> of course. Is anyone even surprised? Not Mm-mm. not these two girls, because we love Deb. We love Deb. Yes. So Deb is driving her to the hospital. She's doing that thing as um, McLean describes is, she said, I barely had time to explain the situation before she had launched into a dozen stories to illustrate the point that things happened, but people were okay in the end. And yeah, she's just like chatting. She's very chatty. She's very complimentary. She's very nice. Yes. Um, she, this is, she also says like, nobody's actually asked me for anything, even though I am the student ambassador. This is the first time. And it's, she, you know, McLean can tell she's upset about that and like embarrassed. And she's like, well, I'm glad it makes me memorable. And that really cheers Deb up. And you know what? I love that. Yes. I love, I love this little bonding that they get to have. I mean, you know, not the best circumstances, but yeah. Like Deb is finally being seen as a person for once by someone and not like as the butt of a joke. And I'm like, thank you, McLean, for the brilliance that is Deb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she says another Taylor Swift Swifty moment of mine. She <laughs> says that when they're walking across the parking lot, Deb reaches into her bag, takes out a pack of gum, and offers it to McLean. But McLean says no, and so uh, Deb just puts it back and not taking a piece. And she said, I wonder if she even chewed gum or just carried it as a courtesy. I was pretty sure I knew the answer. And I was like, no one wanted to play with me as a little kid. Yes. I've been screaming like oh my God. ever since. Deb is 100%. Yes. She is mastermind. She that is. is her song. Mm-hmm. That's her song. Mastermind, You're on Your Own Kid. Like, those are both Deb songs. I feel like, yes. oh, I'm really in my feels about Deb, y'all. This chapter, I mean, like, when we got introduced to her, I was already in my heels, and I was like, this girl is great, and these other girls are bitches for not seeing that. But this chapter, that, like, honestly, that line, like, you know, that explains her, like, to a T. Those two sentences, which also, I was like, this is the brilliance of Sarah Dessen. Like, I wondered if she even chewed gum or just carried it as a courtesy. I was pretty sure I knew the answer. Like, that's, God, that literally describes her character. But, like, that's yes. also, like, what a, like, A, what a mastermind. But yes. B, what a... Uh, like, what an actually, like, legit caring person. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. she's just so concerned about other people that she's, like, and I just buy gum, even though I don't chew it, just in case someone else might want some. Yeah, she probably, probably like, has, has, like, tissues and, yeah. like, a whole, like, first aid kit in her car, like, dressing it. You know what I mean? Like, she comes prepared, and we respect that. She was a yes. Girl Scout. In a, she was. In a former life. <clears throat> we kind of flash back to when they are at McLean's house. Um, try and find the insurance card and um, she uh, Deb compliments the quilt and uh, McLean kind of talks about how like her mom used to make a ton of quilts before the divorce and um, the last one she gave her she like ended up just leaving in her closet at her mom's house because it was like too much like she felt like she said like under it I'd suffocate and then Deb says she'd love to live here. This is such a great neighborhood. Then she says that her mom and her go to open houses for fun, dot, dot, dot. 
um, and decide where we'd put everything and what we do to the yard. She's like, it sounds silly. And she's like, no, not really. I love that. And uh, yes. I'm like, oh, cute. And I also feel like, is this leading somewhere? Is this leading somewhere? Some dark secret about Deb? Does she like, is she homeless? Um, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Also, I did not mean to laugh at that. That's not, that's, <laughs> that's not funny. You're like, fuck Deb. <laughs> it's just like the like true crime podcast. You all like, is this leading to a deep dark secret? That <laughs> for some reason what does it tell us about Jim? <laughs> literally <laughs> uh, yeah what does it mean i yeah i'm like clearly she probably doesn't have like the best home life situation whatever i also took it to mean which i was like deb would um maybe because i see a little bit of myself in deb that deb like clearly it sounds like at least i mean we literally have heard not much about the mom but the fact that like she does that for fun with her mom on the weekends makes me be like oh like she clearly has a good healthy relationship with her mother hashtag samesies and um as we all you know have have stated before as michael ann's like stated before about me like yeah she's like a really healthy home life growing up what's that like um so yeah so anyways i was just like oh i wonder like it's kind of a good it's something because like mclean here basically is explaining how like she's like oh i kind of like do a thing sort of like that like every time i move to a new town a new school i kind of like change a little bit about myself so i get it like imagining you know scenarios like that and it's interesting because like what they do is similar but so different again like she's doing it kind of like to run away from her mom deb is doing it as like something she does for funsies with her mom and again like deb's not trying to change who she is she's just trying to change like her situation which again maybe means her situation like living um isn't so great whether it be that she doesn't have a house at all or maybe doesn't have the best house in the best neighborhood or something like that um because yeah because then they that leads mclean to telling her and she's like i don't know what it is about this girl but like i'm just weirdly honest with her and it's like yeah because she's a good egg um and so yeah so deb's like wow like i bet that's really hard to like you know change that like i can't imagine doing that and she's like just having to change each time it's like starting over i'd kind of i don't know and you know she sort of trails off and then of course our girl mclean looks over at dave's house and i was like oh wistful um and then she's like (laughs) that finishes with miss who i was before or something which again like Deb knows who she is and that's who she's going to be. And like, yeah, some people might find it weird, but like she's going to do her. And I just have, I don't know, such utmost respect, especially at that age. Like when you're a teenager, like characters like Deb, like Luna Lovegood or like, I know y'all are making fun of me and I don't give a damn. Like this is who mm-hmm. I am and I'm not changing for anyone. Like that is so badass. Like that is yes. the most punk rock thing you could be, honestly. Yes, <laughs> I agree. I really agree. I, I admire people and characters like this. I mean, I have a huge Luna Lovegood tattoo on my arm, so I clearly love her, but I hate J.K. Rowling. Yes, to be clear. (laughs) Not a J.K. Rowling fan. But yeah, so then they go in the hospital and McLean's kind of freaking out and Deb can like feel this, I think. So she's like, I think it's this way. And she's like calmly leading her to the, to the, not the room, but like the curtain block right square um and they find dad he it dad and uh opal are arguing about the rules he says seriously you have to let the role thing go it's done 
Never let it go, Opal. Never let it go. Never let it go, Opal. I love it. Never in your life. Um, so then he's like, I'm fine. I didn't even want to go to the hospital. McLean called, McLean introduces Deb as her friend, which is delightful. Yeah. I love that. I'm like, you're so cute. Um, and Opal's like, he's like, I didn't want to go to the hospital. Opal's like, um, you have to get medical attention. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? And Deb's like, yeah, you need it. What about staph infections? So that's like a cute little moment that they have. Also, yeah. Opal and her dad are once again together. Just saying, I'm feeling some chemistry here. Maybe they'll have roles at their wedding. And a chef getting together. I've never heard of. (laughs) What a concept! What a concept! Next, you'll tell me there's a host who has a crush on a line cook. (laughs) That would be really crazy, wild, riveting, riveting, wild stuff. But yeah, maybe they will have roles at their wedding. Maybe they'll be. The cocktail hour will be fried pickles and rolls. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. We love it. Very cute. So then a nurse comes in and she's like pretty taken with um, McLean's dad, which apparently he's like kind of like very attractive and like he's like women just like fall at his feet basically and he just doesn't notice. Um, And... The nurse says, like, some really fucking gross things. She's like, aren't you sweet taking care of your daddy? Is your mom out of town? And it's like, first of all, she's, like, 18. And second of all, gross. And the whole time, Deb is looking at them like, what the fuck? (laughs) And Opal is like, um, excuse me, can you please help me figure out where we send these charges? And the nurse is like, not into it. Also, Opal is wearing faded jeans, red cowboy boots, and a bright orange sweater. So again, Yet again iconic. Iconic. Absolute fashionista. I love I need this to be made into a movie just so I can see Opal's fashion because I love Same. reading about it. Same. It's so good. So then he's yeah. like Are we feeling a little jealousy from Opal here? Like I feel like she's like very much like I'm cutting this nurse off, like yes. stop flirting with him because I have a love hate relationship with him. Yes. That's definitely. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, There's okay, bitch. This, he's mine. Thank you. Back yeah. <laughs> she's like, actually, I'm right here. Thanks. Yeah, I think there might be a little something, something. But his dad is like, I mean, her dad is just like, let's get the fuck out of here. And um, the nurse is like, wait, you need to fill out more information. And he's like, you know, take it up with Opal. And the nurse hates that. So... <laughs> they so dad is like long gone he he walks right out and deb's like oh i'll drop uh mclean off at home I'm like no big deal and mclean and deb kind of like hang back a moment to get the paperwork from the nurse and the nurse says if your dad has any problems with that wound my direct line is on the release notes i'm sandy and Deb is like wide, like full mouth aperture, wide mouth. And <laughs> she's like, that was so inappropriate. And I I underlined it and I was like, 100%. 100%. That was yeah, so inappropriate, is. especially to give it to the kid. Like, yeah, nasty. Don't do that, what is, girls. What is wrong with you, ma'am? Seriously. That- 
not okay. Again, you should never hit on someone in a situation where they like can't get out of it. So again, you're out to eat. You have a server who has to continue serving you for the rest of it. Can't get out of it. Never go into someone's places of work. But also if you have a patient in the hospital, then they cannot be discharged until you discharge them. That means they're basically being held hostage by you. Don't use this as an opportunity to flirt with them. It's disgusting yeah. and wrong on many it's levels. It's very strange. But that was chapter four, everybody. We did it. We it did it. Our girl Deb was a shining star. Are we even surprised? We love her. We are. She not. might be homeless, but we love her. I honestly can't recall what her home life was like. And my plan has never read it. So we can't tell you, but we'll find out soon. We will. Come and join us for that. No spoilers. Do not message spoilers. any spoilers. Yeah, we don't want to know. Don't, um, don't let us know. We're but I we'll find out. would like to give a, a shout out to all of the people who DM'd us and was like, I know what pharmacy you're talking about, Dwayne Reed. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I knew I it existed. I asked my husband about it. And I was like, do you know this northern person? But anyway, yeah, that was that. We love Deb. We love Dwayne Reed, yes. the pharmacy. Yes, <laughs> we do. I've never been, but I'm sure I would love it. <laughs> I'm sure you would. Um, but yeah, that was that. So we will chat with you guys next week. We'll, yes. We're going to be back on our regular schedule, Destin. Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, Thursdays. Yes. We are discussing our next drop of Friendship Bracelets. It's probably going to be around the time uh, when the Eras Tour comes back. Um, yes. So keep an eye out on our socials for that. And take care of yourselves. And we love you. Yes, we do. Talk to y'all real soon. Bye. Bye.